Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome, my friends, to the Librocube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Thursday, January the 10th. Many of you will know that within the Libro Cube, Thursday is actually Thur Video Games Day, in which we discuss, you guessed it, Thur Video Games. I mean, video games. Yes. That most terrific of interactive mediums, the video game. Today I have brought back a an amazing experience and achievement in the video game world. A little uh, game by the name of Far Cry 3. Before we do that, though, I should mention that there will be spoilers. And also uh, throughout today's sponsor. Because, obviously, we're sponsored. A podcast of this high, high quality. Uh, how could it not be sponsored? I got sponsors basically banging down my door every single every single day. That's how I am able to to uh, have a different sponsor every single day. I know, it's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Today's sponsor is the Pac-Man Rehabilitation Center. Once again, today's sponsor is the Pac-Man Rehabilitation Center. Let's Dr. Clyde guide you through this process of weaning you off whatever you may be addicted to. However, we do specialize in pills. Okay, let's jump right in to Far Cry 3 because, well, it is a goddamn huge game. Huge. Huge in just... what is it huge in? Let's, let's run down some things. Huge in the size of the world. You are on a tropical island where you can go from sandy beaches to rocky mountains to everything in between. It is large in gameplay. You can um, be hunting a rare black leopard uh, and then blowing off a, blowing a guy away with a shotgun. Huge in story. Okay, so what my uh, plan to do here, and let's see how that works out, is uh, I'll just run down my notes and see what comes up. Because I played this game over weeks, uh, mostly over my holidays, it was the perfect over-holidays game because it, over uh, the holidays I had a lot of time to sit around and play video games, and this took up a lot of time, so... Thank you for that. Uh, I will mention, probably uh, pridefully so mention, that uh, I did get my platinum trophy in this one. If you are unfamiliar with the trophy system, um, they have, uh, on the Xbox, it's something else, but it's basically the same. Uh, you will achieve certain things in the game in which you will be awarded trophies. Um, say killing a certain number of guys, or 
reaching a certain score or beating something in a certain time or completing a, a level, uh, things of that nature, sometimes a little weirder. And then, uh, they don't, I don't think they offer it on Xbox, but then once you have completed every single challenge such as that, uh, you will be awarded, if you have a PlayStation, uh, with your Platinum Trophy, the most beautiful of all trophies. Uh, there's bronze, silver, gold, uh, depending on the difficulty is, is how they rate them. So an easy, an easier thing to do, you'll get bronze. Um, silver quite often is for beating chapters or beating bosses. Um, gold is for quite often completing the game or completing very hard challenges. Uh, and Platinum is the hardest of all because you need every trophy. So uh, I have a couple of them, and I'm somewhat prideful of them because it's a lot of uh, time, <laughs> a lot of time to get them. Not, not so much effort because what are you doing? You're playing video games. Sometimes there's a little effort. Anyways, uh, okay, so enough bragging. What a bastard. Sits here, sits here bragging about his video game trophies. Jeez. Jeez, Lois. I mean, jeez, Lois. So you play Mr. Jason Brody, a young man who is on a uh, sort of thrill-seeking adventure vacation with two of his brothers and three of his friends. Uh, and you end up on this um, made-up fictional, uh, you could probably go Caribbean island. Alright? And then shit goes seriously awry. You are kidnapped. You uh, The game begins that you are in a cage, sort of bamboo cage, being uh, talked to by this crazy, crazy dude by the name of Vass, V-A-A-S. Um, and with uh, a lot of games, I think the first time we've mentioned it on the podcast, perhaps was with Dishonored. Um, a lot of great games start with your escape. Uh, and so did this one. Definitely a uh, video game trope, the start of game escape, uh, which I like, even though it's done uh, a fair bit. Uh, it's probably done a fair bit because it's uh, it's an exciting way to start your game. The You know what? Just while I'm on that subject... My very, very favorite start of game sequence ever has to be, hands down, Fallout 3, where your uh, start of game sequence is you being born and coming out of your mother's vagina. All right? (laughs) Uh, That's crazy. Makes me want to play that again. Okay, anyways, uh, escape from the cage, woke up... um, once you do your sort of dramatic escape, you barely make it out alive and sort of pass out. So that's another thing um, that quite often happens at the beginning of games, is you waking up. Fallout New Vegas, for example, is you waking up from being shot in the head. Uh, this is you waking up from escaping. Uh, I forget why you passed out. I think because you jumped off a cliff or something. Uh, you wake up to uh, a bespectacled um, sort of African guy. I think he was not from the area. I think he was African, not Caribbean. Uh, and he's given you a tattoo. What the fuck? 
So you wake up to getting a tattoo. Tattoo... Tattoos, or tatows, as they call them in the game, which I guess is there regions on Earth where people don't call them tattoos, they call them tatows. Is that uh, at all accurate? I don't know. So uh, you wake up, and this friggin' bastard's giving you one. Now, that's what I would think <laughs> if I woke up and someone was giving me a tattoo. However, uh, they feature sort of prominently in this game because... They give you powers. There is a... <clears throat> it's kind of interesting, actually, to bring up the point now that there is, within this game, some uh, kind of mystical, magical elements, such as that. Like, when you get in that new tatao, it will uh, unlock a new ability, and sort of, it'll uh, appear magically on your arm in a glowing flash of light. There's other things. Uh, okay, so, um, my next note is hunting. <laughs> I spent, uh, at least the first six, maybe, <laughs> I, I actually, no, I don't want to put a time on it, because I can't. Definitely the, my first day of playing this game, basically all I did was went around hunting animals. Hunting, uh, it's not just for fun and profit, because you can't sell the hides, it is, uh, it will let you fashion things from the hides of animals. You'll be able to, say, carry more ammunition, or carry more, um, mostly carry mores, uh, carry more, uh, grenades, or carry more uh, health syringes. You'll, you'll be needing a lot of those health syringes. Let me tell you that. So, uh, I spent, and it's fun, too, just hunting animals, because you got to be pretty sneaky. Uh, what can you hunt? Uh, there's there's easy-to-hunt animals, like uh, pigs or wild hogs. Uh, and then uh, you get into animals that fight back, which are a little less easy sometimes, like tigers and bears, Komodo dragons, uh, sharks even. You can hunt sharks. Uh, I would recommend doing that from a boat, <laughs> not just swimming out and trying to hit them with your with your knife. Not recommended. And then you uh, you build shit out of them. So that's fun, and I enjoyed it. Uh, first sort of chunk, little bit of the game is you are completing missions in in order to uh, impress this native tribe of this island because you want them on your side to rescue your other friends, because uh, I should mention, when you escaped, uh, you were with your brother, who, did he die then? One of your brothers, I can't remember, um, but all of your other friends are sort of scattered throughout the island, um, either trapped, captured by this vast character, or other people. Your mission is to a lot of your missions involve, at the beginning, impressing this tribe, so they will make you a member, and then they'll be on your side. Uh, because once they're on your side, whenever you take over a take over an area from the bad guys, let's just call them right now, um, then your tribe will come in and hold it for you. That was another thing that, right off the bat, something I, I end up doing, I seem seem in sandbox games like this, like, 
is not focusing on the main storyline so much as just, well, day one, hunting, <laughs> that's all I did, and then, like, days two to four was uh, taking over the uh, all the outposts, they call them, so scattered over these two islands, I should say, one island uh, not available to you until about halfway through the game, um, are outposts of the bad guys, and you have to, well, I guess you don't have to, but you can sort of go into these outposts and take them over, and the cool thing about that is there's many, many, many different ways to do this. It ranges from, you know, sometimes I'd like to just go in there with a shotgun and friggin' blow everyone away, because that's fun. Uh, and then there's your sneaky option, where you sort of, uh, quietly crawl in there, and then you, this is hard to do, and you get more points if you do do it, but, like, individually sneak up behind each, sing, every single person, uh, in this outpost, and, like, um, uh, mess with their alarm so they can't set it off, uh, if they do set off the alarm, uh, you get less points as well, and also a shit ton of bad guys will come and help them hold down the fort. You can, quite often, for some reason, uh, these outposts, uh, the bad guys will have animals, uh, like tigers or bears or big animals, in cages. So you can, from a dif distance, uh, shoot the cage, and it will open and unleash the animals, which will then attack uh, the bad guys. What? Freaking crazy, I know. Uh, that usually won't kill all of them, though. You'll, you'll usually have to go in and clean up. Probably my favorite, though, uh, just because I'm uh, a fan of sniper rifling, is um, finding a spot on a hilltop, sort of uh, far, far away from the outpost, and then just kind of picking them off one by one. Uh, that's fun, because quite often, if you're careful enough... They don't know what's happening, and it kind of scares the shit out of them. So, there you go. That's, that's outposts for you. Oh yeah, uh, okay, here's my, my next note, is Magic Mushroom Trip. Uh, again, near the beginning of the game, one of your friends is uh, in sort of a delirium, and you need to get this uh, mushroom in order to cure her. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, when you do, you, uh, I think, again, do you accidentally ingest it? Uh, I can't remember. It was near the beginning of the game, so that was weeks ago. And you go on a sort of, um, one of a few in the game, uh, trips. Magical, mushroom, crazy, drug-induced trips. Which, if you listen to my, uh, previous third video game this day review of Lollipop Chainsaw, you will know that also there was a mushroom-induced psychedelic trip, dudes. So that's kind of odd that from Lollipop Chainsaw to Far Cry 3, I'm uh, grubbing some mushrooms. Weird. They're, they're cool sequences, though, in both games. So I like it. Uh, okay, here's my next note. Recaptured. <laughs> Fucking recaptured, yeah. By uh, Vass again. I was doing some sort of prison escape, and he captured me again, and I had to escape again. So uh, they really liked using that that escape. Uh, as in a large chunk of 
sandbox-style games. There will be games to play, quite often poker, as in this game. So I played, I played poker for at least a couple hours, because one of the trophies you need was you had to win a certain amount of money in poker, so that's fun, just kind of... Um, I've talked about how in video games I will, while playing them, 90% of the time be watching um, watching a movie at the same time. So uh, that was nice, a nice little break where, where I could uh, play a little poker, watch a little movie, just kind of uh, relax a little bit, you know? Relax from the killing. Once I had uh, impressed the tribe to a uh, sufficient degree... I got to meet the leader of the tribe, who was this pretty, uh, pretty smoking hot girl, tattooed girl. Um, I will perhaps spoil that eventually I get to have sexy, sexy, sexy times with her. So, how about that to throw into a video game? Um, some full frontal nudity. And, uh, sexy, sexy happenings. Something I think they could have done, which has been done in uh, God of War specifically, is to make uh, the sex a sort of mini-game in which you got to... Uh, how they did it in God of War was you had to push the buttons in the correct order in order to please your woman. <laughs> uh, it's funny thinking about that. Anyways, I'm at work, so uh, just kind of scratch the surface a little bit. This game is huge, so... I knew I wouldn't get it done on the drive-in. Uh, hopefully, I can get it done on the drive home. So, folks, love you, Therese. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. That was a uh, good Thursday work day. Went by nice and quick. Very busy. Well, you know what? Not crazy busy. Just the right amount. You know that special sweet spot where you're you're on the move all day, but you're not losing your mind. Uh, it was one of those. So good. Goodness. Goody goody goodness. Ah, uh, where was we? Where was we? Talking about Far Cry. Far Cry 3. Ah, that, uh, that rhymes. Where was we? Far Cry 3. Huh. I'm a poet, and you know what? I am aware of it. <sighs> now where we left off, uh, as far as Far, far Cry 3 growth. Jesus Christ. My mouth no work. Where we left off, as far as Far Cry 3 uh, is concerned, I do not recall exactly. So, uh, let's just continue on with me notes. Since uh, now it is sort of bright while driving home again, I can see my notes again, so maybe that, maybe that'll make a difference as far as the podcast goes. Uh, curious. Let me, uh, let me hear your thoughts if you have noticed a difference during the winter months where I had notes. Uh, however, on the drive home, I could not really read them, as it was too dark. Uh, to the email address provided in the closing credits, where I uh, vow 
to respond to all emails. All right? That's a vow, folks. Uh, there you go. Tangent as well. How about this? The next set of missions, after I had done some missions for my tribal uh, beautiful, beautiful goddess woman, uh, were for a CIA agent who was uh, sort of ensconced on this island, undercover. Uh, why would Americans have a CIA agent on a teeny tiny little island such as this? I don't know. But they do. They got their their fingers in all sorts of honey pots, apparently. Is that is that the thought behind this? Well, it was a it was a cool thought because it means you get to do a little uh, little espionage for the American government uh, on the island. So I liked it. He was a kind of. Uh, it's funny when you when I first came across this CIA agent dude, I kind of got the impression, which uh, later proved false, that he was sort of insane and thought he was a CIA agent who was actually just some crazy white dude who was doing spy-type shit on this island just for his own amusement. Uh, if I do recall, that is around the time where the sort of hunt begins for uh, a tribal knife. A nice chunk of the game involves me searching out uh, this island for this sort of magical, mystical, tribal knife. It had very, very strong Indiana Jones overtones, undertones, and maybe, you know what, some metal tones, too. Uh, maybe some boss tones. Mighty, mighty. Uh, so that whole section was really cool. You uh, had to go from temple to temple. I believe it was your standard three temples. Uh, as in a lot of video games, they enjoy their th three quests in order to complete sections. Rings back to the, uh, the Zelda days. Searching through temples was very, very fun. It mixed definite Indiana Jones with your... Uh, sort of booby traps and clues to your next temples and things like that, and then chucked in more of what you would expect in a in a video game, where um, to get into the temples and to get out of the temples quite often were guarded by the bad guys, so you had to uh, fight your way out. And then uh, that's where some of the magical, mystical parts came in, which were strange because... Like these, these uh, uh, what was it, a compass? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd have to find parts of this compass map daily, which um, once you gathered them, would sort of assemble them, and then they would glow, um, we'll just use the word, magically. Uh, so it was kind of a strange thing to add into this sort of gritty, realistic, first, sorry, uh, first-person shooter uh, that for the most part, treated you as if you are a uh, real person thrown into a, a, an experience where all your friends have been kidnapped and you sort of go slightly mad to rescue them. Uh, and then they throw in this, magical knives. 
So, not to say that I didn't like it, I just thought it was an odd, odd choice. Um, I think it was during one of these missions, or perhaps once I had my magic tribal knife, that I was goddamn captured again by this uh, vast character. You know how who have, you know how you will know him is he appears on the cover. That guy, sort of faux hawk, mohawk, scarred up dude, uh, voice acted. Oh shit, that's what I meant to look up and never did. Voice acted by somebody who I'm pretty sure I recognize. Um, yeah, I wish I had to look that up. I'll tell you what, Jordan. Here is a mental note for yourself. Look up the voice actor who played him. Okay, mental note accomplished. Uh, so, yeah, capture me again. This time, he's pissed off and is not messing around, right? So, what he does is... Oh, yeah, 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 this was a really cool sort of a set of circumstances, a little sequence here. He tied a cinder block to my legs and had, like, my legs and arms tied. Uh, and then sh uh, kicked the cinder block over a cliff where I landed in uh, sort of a deep lagoon where I was supposed to drown. Of course, as happens, I don't know why they don't learn. Uh, I escaped that, uh, sort of untied myself underwater, swam to safety, I believe. Um, this may not have happened at this point, but happened at some point was then attacked by an alligator. Yes, an alligator. I had to wrestle it. I ended up killing that. Made my way to relative safety. Then uh, saw a base where there was a plane. Wanted the plane. Made my way to the plane. And it's kind of a little blurry now because this was like weeks ago. Or a week ago. No, weeks ago that this happened. Uh, then friggin' he captured me again. This guy... Friggin' this guy Vass, uh, at this point, had learned his lesson and shot me. Now, shot me, however, if you had, let's, let's just run this scenario down. If you had captured someone and they had escaped your capture twice and escaped you trying to kill them uh, at least once, would you not shoot them in the head? Would that not be... Plan B or D, that would be one of your plans, your last plan. Plan Z, we'll call it, right? Shoot him in the head, idiot. He shot me in the chest where uh, I had a Zippo lighter as, uh, you know, as you do have Zippo lighters that stop bullets from killing you. That uh, was really cool sort of psychological uh, sequence there where he shot me and thought I was dead, so then I was buried in sort of a pile of dead bodies, a mass grave, and had to dig my way out of a, of a pile of dead bodies, and it, that was freaking crazy. Uh, very, very, sort of uh, gave you that sense of uh, being in the, in the moment of this character, living on this island and trying to save my friends, yet in order to do so, having to sort of lose a part of yourself to, to become this warrior guy, and then um, slowly through that process, losing your mind uh, is a good way to put it, I think. 
Uh, okay, so then that happened. Yes, yes, yes. I make it back to my tribal pals and my sexy tribal leader girl. Um, go through another drug-induced crazy part where I fight uh, this giant uh, masked demon thing. Uh, again, when I say giant, I mean this is all drug-induced as this is happening, not happening in real life, but I think it's happening. So amps that craziness up again. Uh, the giant, like I would be the size of one of their middle fingers. Uh, so I have to battle her because it kind of looks like a girl. I think it did have boobs. So that was cool how they worked a battle such as that into a game that takes place in real life. Which, um, another sort of callback to my previous video games day uh, review of Lollipop Chainsaw, where the end battle was with a giant Elvis guy. Um, and now I get to fight a giant um, tribal masked girl with shadow looking thing. So, I enjoy a good giant fight. Gives you, when you, when you complete it, gives you a nice, uh, you know, sense of accomplishment. I beat a giant. I've beat, in my video game career, quite a few giants, now that I think about it. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, once the drugs had worn off, and I had completed my battle of this giantess, it turns out the whole time that I was in this drug-induced state, I was actually uh, having sex <laughs> with this uh, tribal girl. That's kind of what was happening in real life as I was battling. So how about that for pretty crazy? Uh, crazy awesome. Oh, uh, another sort of a spoiler cool thing that happened was once I had... I forget what point, but I think it was once I killed Vass, which you do. This is just goddamn... I pretty much haven't even mentioned the second island. Uh, the, the game is sort of broken up into chapters and then into parts. Parts meaning... Um, part one takes place on this first island, and part two uh, takes place on the second island. They're both sort of equal in size geographically. However, um, the main part of the story, I would say, uh, and the more interesting parts of the story, take place in the first island. Like, uh, this game is so huge in in that sort of scope, that I probably would have been happy if the game was just that first island and the experiences I had there. However, let's uh, since I'm close to home and haven't mentioned anything from the second island, let's see if I can jump uh, to there. Oh, what was I just about to say? That Vass and my tribal uh, girlfriend were siblings. What? That, uh, I remember, uh, when that happened, blew my mind. Had no idea that possibility even existed, so I wrote it down and brought it back to you uh, and spoiled it. <laughs> so, you're welcome? Question mark? Okay, next, once I skydive onto the second island, from that point on, both islands are open to me, so uh, I like that. Then I went uh, on more hunting and more taking over outposts. Did that for like a full day, just non-stop. Uh, I am put in touch with a German military dude who is working for um, the, you know what, we could call it, we could do it this way. How about this? The first island, the main bad guy is Vass. Second 
main bad guy on, or sorry, yeah, the second main bad guy on the second island is, did I write down his name? Ah, his name is Hoyt, and he is kind of a, sort of the way he reminds me very, very strongly is of Al Pacino in the movie Scarface, very much as if he was ripped out of that movie and thrown into this world and became this character Hoyt. That's, that's basically him. you got to go up against him. He is a freaking bastard, and I hate him. <laughs> because, uh, at one point, anyways, he makes you torture your last remaining brother. Let me let that sink in for a bit. You, in order to kill him, and basically now you are, if I had to guess, 50% trying to save your last remaining brother. I should mention at this point you have saved all of your other friends. They're kind of safe back on the other island or have gone home. Um, there's just this one last remaining brother who you decide to save. So it's half that and then half sort of revenge that you want on this Hoyt for putting you in this situation. Fitty fitty will go. So there's a whole bunch with me and the German guy, things I kind of have to do to prove myself to Hoyt, to get access to him, to be a member of his gang. Uh, our plan, me and the German guy plan, is to kill Hoyt at a poker game. However, this guy is not, you know, he's in this position for a reason, right? He was not born yesterday. He may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. He uh, smells what we are cooking, and uh, as we sit down to play poker, he kills my German buddy. Fucker. Bastard. Then we uh, have a showdown, just the two of us. Sort of, um, it's, it happened, I think, a couple of times in the games where I had, uh, they resorted to the old quick time event for battling Vass and Hoyt. I think there was another one. Uh, which is kind of, you know, I guess if you're going to have quick time events and only use it for certain things, it's a good time to use it as any, but as I mentioned in previous, I think, Lollipop Chainsaw, for example, quick time events always seem kind of like a uh, easy way out. Alright, getting close to home, better hurry there up. Uh, once Hoyt is killed, I'm and I am making my escape with my last remaining bro. <laughs> we, uh, we make our way to a helicopter. This part was cool, I remember, because they played um, the song uh, Flight of the Valkyries, which, uh, if you've ever seen the movie my, uh, Apocalypse Now, one of the... Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when the helicopters are going to uh, bomb the shit out of a village. They play that song over the uh, loudspeakers because apparently it scares the hell out of uh, the natives. So then there was a scene where my brother's piloting the piloting the helicopter because apparently he knows how to fly a plane so he should be able to know how to fly a helicopter was the logic there uh, as he's doing that I'm manning the guns and just blowing the shit out of all Hoyt's remaining forces just to sort of clear 
clear the island of this infestation of these bad, bad men. Uh, okay, so I'm uh, just about at home. Let's throw in the last little bit in which the game ends where uh, everything is hunky-dory on the island. I've killed all the bad guys. I have all my friends saved. But the friggin' sexy, sexy tribal girl then re-kidnaps all my friends. The fucking bitch. After I had sexy times with her, she does this to me. Uh, she has them all tied up, and she hands me this tribal knife that I, with many, many hours of searching, and had to wrestle crocodiles and fight many, many bad guys, she hands me the knife and says, if you want to remain one of us, uh, you have to leave your past life behind and kill your friends. Ooh. So uh, that's where the game ends. Uh, with that decision. Do you kill your friends and remain remain on the island with her, or do you save them and leave the island with your friends? How about we end the podcast with me saying, I killed my friends. <laughs> uh, folks, it is nice. Uh, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper